Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you remember... The children of Israel, give me your attention and get your pen, get your pad. I'm going to move a little bit quicker than I intended to. The children of Israel left Egypt and they came to Mount Sinai, remember? And so look at me, give me your attention. So they get to Mount Sinai and they, um, Moses goes up on the mountain and God tells Moses to tell the people to back off because if they come near the mountain, God's going to have to destroy them. So Moses goes up on the mountain, you know the story, after coming out of Egypt, and God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Now, if you have been with us, you know we have been rehearsing the Ten Commandments because we're trying to remember them. And uh, because we don't want to be guilty of knowing what the ten top beers are, but we don't know the Ten Commandments. Don't say amen. It's church. You don't want to say that, right? So we're going to rehearse the Ten Commandments again, and if I could have them up on the screen, and let us read them together. Commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself the carved image. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet anything of your neighbors. There, my friends, are the Ten Commandments. Now remember, a little audience participation. Remember I told you that the law is divided into how many components? Very good. And you have what? The law of God and the law of Moses. And they are different. We talked about this. The Ten Commandments are what? The law of God. The law of God or the Ten Commandments, as we've talked about, are eternal. They are unchanging. They are binding upon all men throughout all time and history. And then you have the law of Moses, which deals with the ceremonial and the civil aspects of the nation of Israel. And it's applicable, talking about the law of Moses. The law of Moses is applicable to Israel only. And it's very important that you make that distinction. Otherwise, you find yourself under the law like some folks have. And they feel like they have to keep the Sabbath. And if they don't keep the Sabbath, they feel like they're sinning or they're sinning against God. Because they don't make that distinction between the law of God and the law of Moses. And we talked about 
The law wasn't given. The law was not given to make us righteous. You understand? Say amen. The law was given to show us that we are a mess and that we need a Messiah. The law was given to teach us as a schoolmaster. The Greek word is pedagogos, a schoolmaster, a teacher, an instructor. So when you look at the law, you should see, I can't do that. I can't keep the law perfectly. So then when Christ comes and he dies on the cross and he becomes the fulfillment of the law, then you cease from trying to keep the law. And now you say, I'm going to put myself in Christ because he is the fulfillment of the law. Now I don't have to keep the law. He kept it perfectly. Now all I need to do is hide myself in him. You understand? We don't have to keep the law. Don't even have to try. But the law is still binding. We, we want to know that. I mean, it's still wrong to murder. Amen. It's still wrong to steal. We'll talk about it in a minute. It's still wrong to take a, your neighbor's wife. It's still wrong to commit adultery. Amen. You know, I found out today, last week, the sermon title was, Thou Shalt Not Commit Adultery. Do you know, for the first time, I think historically, we made record last week. Not one CD sold. Not one. I said, my wife said, she said, honey, I said, we got a bunch of CDs on thou shalt not commit adultery. I said, oh, mm-hmm. But all these things are still wrong. They're as wrong as the day that God gave them to Moses, and they are still wrong today. But we don't have to keep the perfect law because Jesus Christ has already kept the law. You understand that, saints? Say amen. And so far, if you've been with us, you know that we covered the first of the ten, the first seven of the Ten Commandments. We covered the first seven. Commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make yourself a carved image. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, we've covered, you should remember. Remember to keep a Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Number six, we've talked about, and all these are on CD, I should mention, that you should not murder. And then seventh commandment we talked about last week, you shall not commit adultery. Tonight, saints, we come to commandment number eight. You shall not what? Steal. Very good. And two things I'm going to talk about tonight, just two real simple points that we're going to talk about. If you're taking notes as it relates to stealing, number one, we're going to talk about we can steal from others. Number one. And then secondly, we can steal from God. That's our outline tonight. Number one, we can steal from others. And secondly, we can steal from God. Exodus chapter 20, saints, we pick up tonight in verse 15. It's so hard to remember, it's four words. Exodus chapter 20 in verse 15, we might as well just read it together. Verse 15, let's read. You shall not steal. Stop right there, give me your attention. Were you with us in our study in Matthew? This is a great homework project, something you can go read later. But if you were with us in Matthew chapter 19, listen close, right around verse 16, there was a man who was rich. This man was young and this man was a ruler. The Bible calls him 
you guessed it, the rich young ruler. We don't have any other name for him. And it's this man that the Bible tells us he had power, he had possession, he had position by the world standards, he had everything. And although this man was, are you listening, lovely in the eyes of the world, he was lacking in the eyes of Jesus. Now you remember, he came to Jesus, this man, and he thought he was one payment away from heaven. And so he comes to Jesus and he says, what good thing can I do to inherit eternal life? And remember I told you that word, one good thing, he's asking Jesus, what one grand, stupendous awesome good deed could he do to deserve eternal life? And final answer, you know, nothing. And Jesus said, if you want to inherit eternal life, then you need to keep the commandments. And the man arrogantly said, remember, he said, which one? And Jesus said, okay, I'll name some. And Jesus said, the sixth commandment, don't murder. The seventh commandment, don't commit adultery. The eighth commandment, don't steal. The ninth commandment, don't lie. And then Jesus went back to the fifth commandment, honor your mother and your dad. And this man said to Jesus, he said, I've done all this all of my life. And Jesus said, great. Now I want you to go and sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And when Jesus said that to that man, he said to Jesus, what you talking about, Willis? (laughs) No, he didn't say that. He's probably thinking, wow, wait a minute. No Beamer? You know, no, no, no big house anymore? I got to sell my stocks? No Nordstrom's? No shopping? You mean all of these things I got to give away? And the Bible says that that man went away sorrowful. You see, the Ten Commandments aren't necessarily, and this is Jesus' point here, the Ten Commandments aren't necessarily this outward external do's and don'ts. Jesus is actually getting to the heart. Remember I told you the heart of the matter is what? The matter of the heart. And Jesus is taking the commandments and saying, okay, fine. Maybe you haven't committed adultery with another woman or with another man, but have you looked upon a woman, we talked about this last week, and lusted in your heart? And if you have, then you're guilty of the law, which then everybody becomes guilty of the law. The purpose of the law was to show you that you need Christ. That's what I said. So Jesus uses the law, says, hey, how about this one? How about that one? The man's going, check, 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 I've done that. Jesus says, okay, go sell everything you have. The Bible says he went away sorrowful because Jesus was getting to the heart of this man. Jesus always gets to the heart. Amen? He always gets to the heart. Commandment number one, thou shalt not steal. You can steal from others. Listen, the eighth commandment protects your right to private property. Now, I don't think that there is any other commandment more obvious than this one. It was actually a bit at first difficult to prepare to teach because don't steal in the Hebrew language means don't steal. Don't put your fingers on other folks' stuff. That's what it means. So it was kind of, you know, difficult to prepare a sermon here. But, 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 but the Bible is very, very clear that we are not to steal. You can steal from others. 
You can steal from others. Now, some people, again, getting to the heart of the matter. Some people will look at this commandment and read this and say, well, you know what? I don't need to listen to this sermon because I've never stole any jewels. I never robbed a bank. I never robbed a 7-Eleven. I don't even need to listen to this. I don't steal. Some people might, 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 might listen to that, might, might think that way. You know, it reminds me of a story that I probably, I don't know if I've read this to you, but, but listen to this story. And this is actually a true story. You didn't find this interesting. This is a true story of a really dumb bank robber. And I don't did I read this to you. And it's a true story. That's the amazing thing about it. A man who wanted to rob a downtown Bank of America, get this, walked into a branch and he wrote, this is a stick up. And he spelled is I-Z and stick up. S-T-I-K-K, up. Well, he wrote this as a stick-up, put all your money, and he spelled money, M-U-N-Y, in the bag. Well, while standing in line waiting to give his note to the teller, he began to worry if someone had seen him write the note and might have called the police before he reached the teller window. And so he left the Bank of America and he went across the street to the Wells Fargo Bank. After waiting a few minutes in line, he handed his note to the Wells Fargo bank teller. Well, she read it and surmised from his spelling errors that he was not the brightest light in the harbor. And so she told him she could not accept his stick-up note because it was written on a Bank of America deposit slip. (laughs) And And she continued to inform him that he would have to fill out a Wells Fargo deposit ticket or go back to Bank of America. So looking somewhat defeated, the man said, okay, and he left and went to Wells Fargo, and the Wells Fargo teller called the police who arrested the man a few minutes later as he was waiting in line back at the Bank of America. Really dumb. I mean, that's a true story. And so you might be thinking, well, wait a minute now, I have never stolen anything. I don't need to listen to this. I'm not a thief. I, I, I don't steal. I'm not a shoplifter. Well, how about this? How about this? The heart of the matter is what, saints? The matter of the heart. Well, how about this? Let's get to the heart of the matter. Here are some other ways in which you might have perhaps not thought of as it relates to stealing. Getting down to the heart of the matter. Of course, shoplifting from stores is stealing. And should I tell you, it is a crime. Say amen, somebody. Y'all know that. That's a crime. That will get you thrown in the slammer. Amen. Okay, that's a crime. Listen to this. I recently read there is approximately $8 billion per year stolen from department stores. 10% of it's due to clerical errors, 30% to shopping, 60% or $16 million a day to theft by employees. Millions of dollars in cash per day are stolen from cash registers. Millions of dollars, which, by the way, side note, why our culture, why the world is going toward, have you noticed, a cashless society? You can go to some stores now. It is easier to use your ATM, to use your credit card than it is. That happened to me one time. A lady said, I I can't take cash because I can't change it. 
you got an ATM, it is easier to use a credit card or some type of automated system to pay for anything. We are moving to a cashless society. Why? Because one of the many reasons, Revelation chapter 13, if you're interested in a detailed study on the mark of the beast as it relates to uh, some of these end time events. But we are moving toward a cashless society, and a cashless society will be welcome because it's just easier, and the potential for theft is a lot lessened of money being lost and Uncle Sam not being able to get his cut on it. So people are going to welcome in the end times, in the last days of which I believe we're living in. Somebody say amen. We're living in the last days. But $16 million a day, that's amazing. But, but money spent, uh, uh, th- thinking it through of, of some aspects of stealing, talking about stealing that perhaps you haven't thought of. Do you show up to work late and leave early? And by the way, I should, I should let you know here, it's going to get really ugly and convicting for us all. I don't even like this part of my sermon. I got to teach it and convict myself. I read this to my wife, and she says, gosh, that's convicting. We actually do that. I'm like, yeah, we got to stop. <laughs> As of this day, we're stopping. Never do it again. But, hey, here's the stealing. I mean, that's stealing time. You leave early or you show up to work late. Do you take extra long lunches, extra long breaks? How about looking up some personal stuff on the computer at work time? You know, cheating on someone's test paper. Maybe you're in school and cheating on someone's test paper. That's stealing, stealing grades. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I have to fess up here. I remember when I was a kid, um, and this just came back to me. These things just come out of from nowhere. And I remember taking, changing uh, a D on my report card to a B. And I took it, my mom said, what is that? I said, oh, it's a B. <laughs> B like in boy. B like in Bravo. <laughs> you know, that's a B. She said, that looks more like a D. I said, no, mom, it's a B. And you know, moms know when you're lying. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's written all over your face. You can't get away with it. And I just remember she tore me up. <laughs> Kids do the craziest thing. Like, that's supposed to work. You know what I mean? I, I've got, well, I don't I won't even tell you which one, but I mean, I've had kids write notes to the teacher from me, you know, spelling, you know, uh, stick up wrong. You know what I mean? Or something. It's like, what do you think? But those kinds of things, I mean, it's stealing. How about, how about this? You're at work, big online bill paying culture we live in, and you pay your bills online while you're working. People do this. This is stealing. How about allowing a friend to use your employee discount? We'll just move right along. How's that? <laughs> Somebody needs to say amen. We in church. We have to tell the truth. And, uh, yeah, but it's true. I mean, things like that, that's stealing, stealing from IRS. You know, some people think, some people actually feel justified in stealing for, from IRS. They say, well, you know what? They got enough already. You know, I, I'm not, I don't need to claim that. Or you get cash and, and all of these kinds of things. Or you, or you take extra write-offs. All of these kinds of things are stealing. You know, how about when the cashier gives you extra change and you don't give it back? Mm. You know, think about that. 
And think about this. What a witness it would be if she gave you extra change and you t or he. Okay. And, <laughs> and you took it back. What a witness would that be? Wouldn't that be an awesome witness? Y'all look alive. Yeah, shake your hand. All right. Wave at me if you agree with me, okay? Some of y'all don't. That's all right. I mean, I think that would be a really cool witness. And you just go back in and say, hey, you know, you gave me an extra 100 bucks. I mean, you know. I feel like I'm preaching a sermon that nobody's going to even do. Everybody's going to go away and go, yeah, that was nice anyway. Call a friend tomorrow. Girl, you got that discount tomorrow. I'll be right by there. Well, I'm working here, people. <laughs> Anyways, but I mean, it's true. What a witness would that be? Or, or you know, or like, or how about when you get to a restaurant and, and the bill is incorrect in, in your favor? Like, you know, they didn't charge you for that steak entree. But, you, you know, you didn't say, ma'am, you know what? You forgot to charge me an extra $35. <laughs> you forgot. You never do that. But it's a very interesting thing because if you get your bill and they charge you for an extra piece of bread, you'll be like, oh, get over here. Oh, you going to fix this? That's 72 cents more than I need to be paying. <laughs> Isn't it weird how we are? I mean, it really is. I mean, Christians are something else. You know, we got to think about our witness, I mean, of these kinds of things. The, all of these things are stealing. How about this? You can steal someone's virginity. That's not so funny. They're not funny at all. Well, you can steal someone's dignity. You can steal someone's respect. All of these things. I think as we look at the Ten Commandments, you understand my point. If you look at the Ten Commandments and you just say, well, I don't steal. Well, then you just keep glossing over them until you get down to the bottom. And then you go, well, I've never done any of those ten. That's God's top ten. And I've never done any of those, so I must be righteous. <laughs> and then you go away feeling all self-righteous. But then if you go back and you go, well, now, wait a minute. Have I ever left early when I wasn't supposed to leave? Did I take a pen out of the office and I really shouldn't have taken up? I mean, these kinds of things, you might think they're insignificant and silly, but the reality is it's stealing. You can call it what you want, slice the dice or whatever you want to do. It's stealing. Period. And if you look at the law from that standpoint, well, now we all become guilty. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I think that's what Jesus always seeks to get to. Otherwise, everybody walks around and feels more righteous, and then we start comparing ourselves to, uh, to another. Well, you broke nine of them. I only broke eight. I'm more righteous than you because I've only broken eight. You've broken nine. Versus, hey, wait a minute. Don't compare yourself to one another. You won't compare yourself to somebody. You compare yourself to Jesus. Don't compare yourself against me because you probably look a whole lot better than me. And I'm going to look a whole lot better than all y'all. I mean, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But you, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, we can, we can do that. You, know, you can look at the commandments and you can do that. Or you can get to the heart of the matter, which is the matter of the heart. And that's what Jesus does. 
And so he says, don't steal from one another. Point number one, our second and final point, you can steal from God. How so, Rodney? Listen, if you're taking notes, you write this down. Three ways of which you can steal from God. Three ways, maybe not in this order, but three ways you can steal from God. Number one, you guessed it, money. Number two, service. And then thirdly, your heart. You can steal money, service, And your heart. Now, as you study the Bible, give me your attention. As you study the Bible, we have been through Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Malachi, if you're Italian. (laughs) Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. And why don't you just read it with me for the fun of it? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, In what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? Now listen, if you want an in-depth teaching on tithing, go to the bookstore. We may have some ready for you. If not, order it. I would encourage you to, if you have not heard a teaching on tithing. We don't focus on tithing here. We don't focus on offerings here. People each week ask me, how do you give to this church? There are boxes on the back wall. If you like to leave something, that's fine. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.